Assalamu alaikum. It is Tuesday, the twenty fifth of January, two thousand and twenty two. And in our series, Reflections on the Holy Quran. This is broadcast number um, 294. And these days we are uh, looking at the meanings of the words of uh, chapter 2, the cow, Al-Baqarah, verse 97. I was hoping to cover the last two words of this verse today, but uh, I only managed to cover the first verse, uh, the, the, the first of the two words. Just to remind you that uh, these broadcasts are brought to you by the Lahore India community, which was founded by Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmed, who taught us that although People want to bring another prophet after the Holy Prophet Muhammad. The Holy Quran says that the Holy Prophet was Khatamun Nabiyyin, and the Holy Prophet explained this by saying, La Nabiyyabadi. There is no prophet after him. So now no prophet can come, whether it is an old prophet or uh, um, a new prophet. And he also taught us that uh, um, the Holy Prophet had said, if one reciter of the Kalima says to another reciter of the Kalima that uh, you are a Kafir, you are a heretic, you are not a Muslim, it is the person uttering those words who is actually the, uh, the Kafir or the, uh, the heretic. Because these differences will arise when uh, a reformer and reformers have been promised by the Holy Prophet Muhammad appears and tries to correct people's beliefs. Like people believe that uh, part of the prophetic revelation is not in the Holy Quran. Surah Rajam is not in the Holy Quran. Ayah is not in the Holy Quran, whereas Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmad taught that the Holy Quran has said, in, in the Holy Quran, Allah has said, I have revealed it and I will guard it. So how can anything be missing from the Holy 
Similarly, people believe that some verses of the Holy Quran have been abrogated. There are people who believe that uh, more than 500 verses of the Holy Quran are abrogated. But Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmad Sahib taught that no verse of the Holy Quran was or is or ever shall be abrogated. And most of all, <coughs> Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmad stressed <coughs> that jihad is a duty of every Muslim. But jihad is defined by the Holy Prophet Muhammad sallallahu who, when returning from fighting, said to his companions that uh, <clears throat> he said to his companions that Muslims are returning from the minor jihad to the major jihad. And uh, he explained that the major jihad is a jihad bin nafs, a jihad with your own self, a jihad <clears throat> to subdue your own desires. But of course, if there is need for fighting, then you have to fight to protect yourself, your community, human rights, and so on. So let us turn to uh, what we are going to talk about today. <clears throat> Verse 97 of the Holy Quran. A'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem Bismillahir rahmanir rahim Qul man kana adunulli jibreela fa'innahu Nazalahu ala qalbika bi iznillahi muqaddihallima bayna yadayhi wa hudan wa bushra lil mu'mineen. Say whoever is an enemy to Jibreel, Jibreel, for surely he revealed it to your heart by Allah's command, verifying that which is before it and a guidance and glad tidings for the believers. So uh, we are going to uh, look at the last, uh, not the last word, second last word, Wabushra. Well, Wa is actually a connecting word. <coughs> it simply uh, means and. So let us turn to the uh, to my notes. I had a lot of problems with notes during the previous Urdu broadcast. 
they kept on disappearing so uh, let's hope I have uh, better luck in this session <coughs> so the uh, the master the triliteral root is ba sheen wa and uh, um, the words <coughs> made up with this root appear in the holy quran 123 times and we have 11 different words made for from these three 38 times we have Bushira and 37 times uh, we have Bashar and 15 times we have Bushra and 9 times we have Bashir uh, and 7 times we have uh, Yas Tabshiru and then others are less than that <clears throat> three times and two times and all this kind of thing so let us go to the dictionary and see what it means and uh, <clears throat> this word al-basharatu refers to the outside of a man's skin a human skin actually i said man a human being's skin and it is said that uh, this indicates that it's a living creature without much hair on the skin because we know <coughs> most animals they have uh, wool and lots of hairs or something else and it's a human skin that is free from these sorry I'm beginning to cough so I'll put this tablet in my mouth and um, its dual is Basharain. Just to explaining in English, we have singular and plural. Men, man, men, <coughs> boy, boys. But in Arabic, you have three. You have singular, you have dual, and you have plural. Dual means a couple, two. As in the verse, Anu Minu Ibasharini Mislina, chapter 23, verse 47, and uh, that is, should we um, believe in two people, two men who are just like us? There is no difference. So, wherever uh, um, this word is used to indicate humans in the Holy Quran. It, it, it stands for um, uh, uh, what you can see, what is 
apparent, his physical makeup. Chapter 25, verse 54. And he it is who created man from water. See, the use of word bashara for human beings and ma water. Inni halikun basharam min tween. Chapter 28, verse 71. And uh, I'm going to create humans with dust. Now, you see, the thing is that a lot of dictionaries and so on, and in these notes here, I see that uh, <clears throat> it refers to man. Uh, this is an old-fashioned generic term, and really... I didn't think of this during the Urdu broadcast because it didn't occur to me. But we should be saying humans. It doesn't just mean men as in males and females, but uh, uh, <coughs> it stands for human beings. So like in verse 28, sorry, chapter 28, verse uh, 71. min <inaudible> So, when we look at this verse that I just recited in a few minutes ago as well, that I'm going to create, uh, the notes say, <clears throat> man from dust. What about women? What are they made of? For the man here is not human, uh, is not uh, gender man, but it, you know, means human beings. But anyway, the um, the, the uh, non-believers or unbelievers used to use that as a term of insult for the prophets. Because they had this idea that prophets should be, I don't know, walk on air and, you know, be uh, somehow different and if you cut them, they wouldn't bleed and they wouldn't need to eat or um, they wouldn't need to have wives and this kind of thing. And the Holy Quran mentions this. Not the whole thing, but it summarizes that. Uh, that they say, In haza illa qalul bashar. This, you know, referring to prophets. And they message, they'll say, you know, this, this is not divine revelation. This is just a human being making things up. Or in chapter 54, verse 24. Well, he's just a man from among us. So, you know, because a lot of prophets came from humble background. You know, Jesus and... Um, um, the Holy Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and so on. And their idea was that, you know, he'll be some great man, very rich, very powerful and so on. And they'd say, well, you know, you, you're just, you know, a member of the public. Um, and, you know, they said to the prophets, 
because you know they thought well you know uh, we've got more money we've got more political influence and and this man who's just a member of the public he's telling us that uh, he is a prophet of allah and we have to obey him and we have to be guarded by him and all this kind of thing how is that possible and this is why you know they they thought uh, that uh, <clears throat> is somehow made the prophet uh, uh, lower in dignity and the quran says in chapter 18 verse 110 innama ana basharum misluku yes i agree i am a human being just like any human being you know and in in my physical needs and so on and you know they would say well, what kind of prophet is this he walks in the streets amongst us he eats like us all his needs and and so on everything is just like us as if they wanted a prophet to i don't know have wings or fly in the air rather than uh, walk and not need to eat and all this kind of thing but the holy quran responds to it by saying no the whole point is that he is just a human being like you but what distinguishes him from you is his character and his morals the way he behaves and he is superior to you he is made superior to you by allah by endowing him with wahi with divine converse so uh, you ha ilajia yes i am a human being but i am distinguished by the fact that i receive divine revelation and uh, another meaning of uh, bashar is touch and mary says this palam yam sasni bashar chapter 19 verse 20 but no human no man has touched me or fatamassala uh, laha basharan sabiya chapter 19 verse 17 and he then took the form of a handsome man this is an angel who took the form of uh, a human being so and uh, another meaning of this thing is al-mubashiratu mubashirat is intimate relations between a man and a woman literally it means when skins touch each other 
when one person's skin touches another person's skin. So from that, this uh, mean, an extension is this meaning, intimate relations. Wala tubarishu tubari tubashiru hunna. Wa antum aqifun. Chapter 2, verse 187. And when you are, uh, when you go to mosques and uh, you're in seclusion, <coughs> then do not have intimate relations. Or uh, uh, chapter 2, verse 27, and uh, then now you, at that time, you're entitled to have uh, relations, intimate relations with them. And um, yeah. <clears throat> another, um, it's uh, use is that uh, you say that uh, may Allah make what is visible and not visible of his skin to be good. What it literally means is may his values, his virtues, which others can see and others can't see, they both may be good. <clears throat> And then we have Abshartur Tur Rajulu Wa Bashartuhu Wa Wabashartuhu. That is to deliver some happy news, some good news. And such news that their effect is apparent on a person's face. Well, we know, you know, we, 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 in English we say this, don't we? You look happy. How does one look happy? It's the expression on the face, on the skin. You may be smiling, you know. Uh, <clears throat> and in, in English we have this expression, you're glowing with happiness. And uh, what happens is if you're happy, in fact, but, you know, in many different emotions, your heart begins to pump faster and uh, you have blood flowing through faster and, you know, they, this this uh, shows in, in, in your face. You know, when you're happy, when you're sad, when you're trying to concentrate, uh, uh, etc. So, uh, in Allahu Yubashiruk, chapter 3, verse 52. Then it means that, you know, God is giving you news, Basharat, news that will make you happy. News whose effect will be shown in your face. I say happy, um, but. Uh, <clears throat> It is any uh, news that shows its effect in, you, in, you, in your face. 
For example, when in chapter 36, verse 11, it says, Fabisharhu bi maghfirat. And give them the news that they are forgiven. So this is obviously good news. And istabshara means to be pleased, to be happy, as in chapter 39, verse 45. And uh, when God says that those who were left behind and uh, they didn't join the ranks of the, the martyrs, they were uh, very happy. They were very pleased. Min him and uh, so on. <coughs> uh, and then in chapter 3, verse 171, you have Yastabshiruna bini matim min Allahi wa fadl. And that God's blessings and his rewards, uh, etc., and uh, they are happy. They make making them happy. Uh, <clears throat> and then you have of course Lafamul Bushira Fil Hayati Dunya Wafil Ahirati, chapter ten verse sixty-four. That uh, in uh, the hereafter and this life there are good news. In both lives, here and uh, in the uh, in the hereafter. And uh, <clears throat> in fact, uh, uh, elsewhere the Holy Quran says, um, oh, here we are, Fabashirhum bi azabin ali. And the only good news that can be given to them is azabin ali. And that is, you might say, you know, why is that good news? Um, and it is, in fact, uh, Allah saying, well, you know, that's all you're going to get. That That is the best you can expect in the hereafter. Uh, because of your deeds in uh, the life that you've left behind. And we have Falamma Anja al Bashiru al Qahu ala Wajhihi Fartadda Basira. And then the person bearing good news came and Yaqub uh, <coughs> then put the, the covering on his face and, and, and so on. But here is an interesting one. Chapter 30 verse 46. He sends winds and they bring glad tidings. Now the interesting thing is Here wind is called God's messenger. And the good news presumably is uh, uh, rain. And of course, we have uh, <coughs> the Hadith 
ان then who's bringing these good news? What it actually means is that Vahi and Nabuat, no prophet can come, so there will be no prophetic revelation, which is a special type of revelation from Allah to those who are entrusted with the tasks of guiding humanity. Illal Mubashirat. Mubashirat also comes from God, these glad news. Otherwise, how do we know it's not just a rumor? How do we know, <coughs> you know, some, some are not just making this up? It can only be true, we can only depend on it and trust it if it came from God. And uh, uh, so this is another expression for this is Vahiyya Bilayat. And that is God's revelation, divine converse with Avaliullah. So these are people who are not prophets but God still speaks to them. <coughs> and uh, then So, be happy, celebrate happiness of the heavens of which you have a promise. God says we should uh, be happy that if we good if we do good deeds, we have been promised heavens. And um, the last thing I want to say is that when we talk about expression on the face, you have all manner of expressions on your face. You have happiness, you have anger, you have distress and so on. And uh, your skin, your outward appearance is what makes it obvious to people that uh, you know, you're either happy or you're sad or whatever condition that you're in. Um, I'm told that uh, we are overrunning our time. So with this prayer that whoever you are and wherever you may be, may Allah keep all of you safe and sound and free from harm. Uh, I take my leave of you. Assalamu alaikum. Khuda hafiz. Goodbye.